0: The book of Exodus and chapter 17. The whole Israelite community set out from the desert of Sin, traveling from place to place as the Lord commanded. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. So they quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. Moses replied, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you put the Lord to the test? But the people were thirsty for water there, and they grumbled against Moses. They said, Why did you bring us up out of Egypt and make us and our children and livestock die of thirst? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, What am I to do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord answered Moses, Walk on ahead of the people. Take with you some of the elders of Israel and take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go I will stand there before you by the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock, and water will come out of it for the people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of all the elders of Israel. And he called the place Massah, testing, and Meribah, quarreling. Because the Israelites quarreled and because they tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? This is the word of the Lord. I invite you to read Psalm 95 with me that takes up that theme. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands form the dry land. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did at Meribah, as you did that day at Massa in the desert, where your fathers tested and tried me, though they had seen what I did. For forty years I was angry with that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they have not known my ways. So I declared on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest.
1: Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Today, if you hear his voice, if only you would hear his voice. To apologize for my sandals, I broke my toe recently, so I get the privilege of meeting new people wearing sandals and otherwise well attired. But maybe it's an image of someone traveling on a on a journey. Um, and this week in Oxford, uh, you may have noticed, uh, turns out there's a notice about our work with the Oxford pastorate, but international student welcome has been going on. New international postgraduate students have been arriving um, in the hundreds, perhaps thousands. Uh, and we had the privilege of put putting on a big dinner, a welcome dinner, hosted by churches and Christian student organizations on Friday night. Say in all dates, the church was full with about 300 people. Um, and so I met a Latvian linguistics student and a German material science student um, and a philosopher from Hong Kong, and on and on. Um, these people are on a trip. They're trusting it'll be okay to leave where they've come from. Uh, and they're looking for something. Is it skills, training? Is it networks? Is it knowledge or wisdom? And about now, they're in their first few days, and it's, Oxford's an exciting place to be, and they're happy to be here. They're new prospects. But they also might be frightened. If, if you haven't moved here from another country, you don't know that it's very hard to open a bank account, and all kinds of other things depend on having a bank account. You can't go to the gym. You might not be able to set up your utilities or your mobile phone. Um, Where is familiar food? any familiar faces and can i trust that oxford will be a good place to live do you appreciate your prayers for these people who are arriving in oxford and that for them in their journey for safety and that eventually it would be a journey to uh, drawing closer to our lord and coming to know him the parallel isn't exact but our our story today has to do with travelers on the way from a familiar place to a new place. And that old place, Egypt, was a place of backbreaking work and little freedom to worship. But at least there was security, there was food, there was order. The new place sounded wonderful, this promised land, but it was uncertain. And how were they going to get there after all? But the people of Israel have trusted God enough to run away from Egypt, and they've seen God go before them in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Our migrant God is there with them on the way. They've crossed the sea on dry land, and they've celebrated and sung uh, from Exodus 15 I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. The horse and its rider, he is hurled into the sea. But the grumbling begins. They come across water, but it's bitter, and they grumble. Then, as they walk on and get hungry, they grumble. They walk farther and get thirsty, and they grumble. Later in in the book of Numbers, they get scared hearing reports about the land God's giving to them, and they grumble. They get thirsty again, and they grumble. And focusing on our passage today, Exodus 17, the people, God's people complain to Moses and demand water. And Moses says, you're testing God. You're not trusting him. Why? But they say, why, too? Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to make us and our children and our livestock die of thirst? Even our sheep and cows are thirsty. And Moses cries out to the Lord, What am I to do with this people? And the Lord says, Go ahead of them. Take some of those who lead the people with you. Take that staff you use to strike the, the sea. And I will stand there before you by the rock, says the Lord wonder what that would have looked like. It's hard to imagine. God standing there before him by the rock. I will be there, the Lord says. I am with you. Strike the rock and water will come out of it for people to drink. The water came. They were satisfied, at least for a little while. But Moses gave that, those places a name, Massa, as we heard, which means testing, and Meribah quarreling where they tested the Lord and asked is the Lord among us or not but remember the Lord was there standing before Moses today if you would hear his voice if only you would hear his voice throughout these stories of wilderness wandering there's, there's grumbling And connected with grumbling, the people are putting God to the test. They quarrel. They harden their hearts. What's the alternative to grumbling? It's to listen. The first time people grumble in Exodus 15, it's about water. The water's bitter. God shows Moses a log to toss into the water, as you know, and and it becomes sweet. And there the Lord says, if you listen, if you would just listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. So as there's grumbling, the Lord says, if you listen I am the Lord who heals you. It's simple. Listen. As we read Psalm 95 today, too, there's a parallel choice. And in verses 7 and 8, it says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did at Meribah, as you did that day on Massa in the wilderness. Today, if you hear his voice, or we might say, if only you would hear his voice. Do not harden your hearts. Do not test the Lord. Hear his voice. And come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. If you've spent much time with the Book of Common Prayer, uh, you'll know that for morning prayer, this is the psalm that's, that's set most frequently. Um, and you might have, you might have uh, prayed it or heard it presented with just the first seven and a half verses, leaving off that bit of a downer at the end about, about grumbling and testing and um, not entering God's rest. But it's a good reminder to have it there that this exuberant praise to God has its contrast, and against praising and listening to God is hardening your heart, grumbling. All right, back to those students, postgraduates arriving in Oxford this week and next, undergrads arriving as well. What, what could this passage have to say to them and to anyone involved in study and learning in the academy? Now, it's easy to grumble. I know students have short deadlines, academics have heavy workloads, um, demands on them. But often, in a place like Oxford, we act like we can make it through. We have the tools to dominate our tasks, even our fields of knowledge. But sometimes things fall apart. And in so many students' stories, there's a disjunct between what's on the outside, uh, a, a look of confidence, self-assured, uh, high-performing uh, life that's lived, and an inner reality of fear, anxiety, um, failure, uh, So will we grumble or will we listen? Can we study or work with the joy of listening to the Lord's voice? This week I spoke with a, a postdoctoral fellow from South Korea. She's in biochemistry and studies gene expression. And she told me as we, as we talked um, that it is amazing to see how God has made things as she gets to understand how processes work with genetics. She said it's just astounding. And she gives thanks for the the people who gave money so that she can study these things. Here's someone who's full of joy at studying God's works and giving thanks that she can hear God's voice. Wherever you spend your time this week, Will you grumble or will you listen? Today, if you hear his voice, if only you would hear his voice. Amen.